0: It. you beat nate go feel free to call out nick nick's back call out his brother be like i'm gonna fuck your brother up now too bitch okay something like that i don't know like just dude just let it go man let it go let dustin do his thing you do your thing it is All right, everybody, welcome back to the Strictly MMA talk show. As always, both your hosts, James and Nate. Nate decided to take a seat today, baby. What's going on?
1: Yes, sir. I uh, tried the standing up action last week. I wasn't really a fan, man, after, you know, 30 minutes or whatever of standing on the hardwood floor in one spot. Believe it or not, not that comfortable, but I'm coming at you live, man. I've got the makeshift desk which is actually working out perfectly okay I've got my ironing board out actually very adjustable in height as you know ironing boards are got my microphone stand I've got one light I've got the camera and the light I've got the laptop and I've got a bud light that expired at the end of July so we're living life over here man what about yourself
0: Life is good, man. No complaints. Sunny day per usual, but I'm very curious. What does an expired Bud Light taste like? Here we go.
1: Just like any college bar where you bought a Bud Light. Yeah. Like maybe very specifically nice. like the screw top ones that look like bottles but they're aluminum, you know? Yep. That's probably, that's just what it tastes like. And it's been around for a while, you know?
0: So it's been fine, though? There's, like, nothing wrong with an expired beer? Is it still I don't think so. I mean, wh-
1: what? I Is don't know. I mean, drunk?
0: so a little backstory. We'll
1: jump right into the MMA stuff. But I was stuffing my face with pasta when James called at 8 o'clock. I thought we were doing 9 o'clock. So I scrambled in here and uh, needed to wet the palate a little bit after – shoving the pasta down my gullet while I was setting everything up. So I had to grab whatever I can. As you can see, I got blankets on the doors, so I didn't feel like going back and forth. I tried to soundproof the place best I could, you know? I've got the other soundproof behind me. I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to go.
0: I'm charged up. All right, man, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's recap the fights from, or this one fight, couple fights, we're gonna do it. Calvin Gasol and Jared Cannonier, main event. So I said last time we're here, there's no way Jared near can win decision. Fuck off, whatever, I whatever happens. But I was still right on the over two and a half. I think that was a given, though. I think everybody had a strong feeling that I was going to go over two and a half. I think that was a safe bet. Um, but man, both guys looked pretty good in there. Uh, unfortunately, you know, one person has to win, one person has to lose. But for the most part, from the overall performance of Calvin Gaslam and Jared Cannoneer. Sick fight, sick performance. Both looked real good. Both showed that they are top contenders. But I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about where we feel Calvin should do next because obviously he's on a one and four skid right now in his last five. Um, as for Jared Cannoneer, man, his cardio looks good. Um, I didn't I didn't worry he was gonna gas out, but I wasn't sure how he would do keeping up with the volume, the pace of Calvin Gastelum and he you know sometimes you eat your words in the sport man I mean what would you think well I would like to point out you did hammer the over
1: two and a half were you scared at all in the beginning of that third round man
0: slightly usually no when it comes to Calvin Gastelum however the way he went down like dead weight I was worried for a moment and dude let me tell you anybody else would have went to sleep I think Calvin did go to sleep and he just was like, no. And just came right back to life. Like, that has to be so frustrating from the perspective of Jared Kennedy. when you sit a guy down the way you sat down, Calvin. And Calvin's just like, not today. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to keep coming right at you. Yeah.
1: No, I was sitting there right on the couch. And I was like, oh, James has got this in the bag. And then all of a sudden, he dropped. I stood right up. I actually didn't put any money on it, man. But I should have. I should have followed you. Even the over four and a half. I think it was like minus 130 or something. But... You know, people didn't think it was going to go that long, man. Did you think that
0: uh, Kelvin was going to be more successful with the takedowns? I did. I really did. I really thought he was going to – I thought he was going to score at least a couple. But, again, I mean, Jared, making everybody, including myself, eat the words, man. Like, he just – everything looked good. Like, maybe that 10 months off that he was complaining about, maybe it was extremely beneficial. Like, he got to recover, recover his body, and work on some things that maybe people thought he lacked. Could be,
1: man. I mean, the 100% takedown defense looks pretty good right now. Yeah, looking real good.
0: Um, Jared is, you know, rightfully placed in the number three spot. It's tough because you got uh, you got Izzy and Whitaker in front of you. You got one guy that already kind of pieced you up, and then you got Izzy who, in my opinion, probably would also do a very similar thing if not finish him. I mean, and that's no disrespect to Jared. It's just Whitaker and Izzy, man, top of the top of the division, top of the sport, highest of the level. Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have
1: to echo that, man. I think that's pretty. When I'm watching the podcast and watching the Instagram clips, I see everyone kind of has that same opinion that it's Robert Whitaker and Israel Adesanya at the top, and everyone else is just kind of scrambling for it. So for Jared Cannonier sitting at three, I mean, defending against number nine Kelvin Gastelum, you when you wait for the loser of the title fight Do you wait for the winner of the title fight do you uh
0: wait to fight paulo costa again like what's going on you know it's a good question and that goes into actually we didn't put this down i almost forgot about it for a moment but let's brush on that statement real quick that jared can claiming he is broke um obviously it was a slight exaggeration He talked about that in the hawani show that he's not literally broke but um it's just another concept of fighters talking about pay but first jared said he would take a fight if a fight presents itself, if it's with Casa, with whoever, which honestly could be a good choice just because of the situation with COVID and everything in Australia and New Zealand. It's going to be tough to get Izzy and Whitaker together as soon as possible. It seems like it's going to take longer than shorter than, you know. Um, So, I mean, I guess he's probably going to have to take a fight, right? Take the winner of Casa Vittori, I guess. I think that makes sense. Yeah. I'm I'm with you there, man. But what about Mr. Kelvin Gastelum, what's going on with him? So I know he doesn't want to hear this. And I know this is what everybody... I'm actually going to take a statement that you just said. I like the way you said, echo. Everybody's... This is what everybody's echoing. You know, you're going to hear it everywhere. You're going to hear it from the stands. You're going to hear it from the fans. You're going to hear it from your camp. You're going to... But it's just true. You know, maybe if everybody's saying the same thing, maybe it's the truth. Um, Kevin Gaslam used to fight at 170 pounds. Then he claimed he had a lot of trouble making 170 pounds. So he went up to 185. Well, Nate, he almost missed weight at 185 pounds Friday. Um, he was slightly over and had to go lose an extra, I think it was a quarter pound or whatever. Um I, I I'm not Calvin. I don't know how his body is. Everybody's body is different. Maybe he legitimately does really struggle to make these weight classes. However, I think you should give it one more shot. You're 29 years old, correct? Um, Hire someone who really knows what they're doing. Start eating better right now, doing everything properly that you're supposed to do. Give it one more shot. man, Because That performance, correct me if I'm wrong here, Nate, that performance he put up against Jared Kanier was fantastic. He looked great, but it still wasn't enough, and that seems to be the narrative of Calvin Gaslam at 185 pounds competing with the top of the division. Um, These guys are bigger, stronger, more durable. They're cutting down to 185 pounds. These are humongous men. Look at Jared Kanier. He's a fucking fight at heavyweight Nate. Uh, I mean, if you want to run through the list of 170, I think there's a lot of guys he could beat, if not beat, compete very heavily with at 170 pounds. And I think mm-hmm. you should give it a shot. I mean, let me know what you think over there.
1: All right. I'll I'll uh, I'll rip through a couple of them first, man. Before I name any names, what do you think? You know, if uh, Kelvin Gaston jumps down into the welterweight division, does he get
0: top 15, top 10, top whatever? They're going to give him a top 15, you would think, unless he says otherwise, as you've seen from his track record, the dude will – fight anybody as i was saying last time we're on here they're gonna give him a top 15. he's calvin gassel you know and he puts on performances deeper when he loses okay uh ponzinibbio i think that's a great fight i think it's a very winnable fight i think i'm picking calvin in that fight
1: okay okay
0: jeff neal great fight too again i would confidently pick calvin i don't know if he'll finish jeff but i think he would win a decision there Okay. All right. Let's just say, you know, he, he wins a couple of these said fights, uh, Jorge Masvidal. Great fight. Great fight. And I mean, I could see Calvin winning. I can see Jorge winning. that's a great, very competitive fight. And I think size and power might even go to Calvin in that fight. Now, what about
1: Colby Covington, Gilbert Burns, Vicente Luque, any of those guys
0: again? All very great competitive fights. Uh, I think he would struggle the most. It's going to sound very obvious with Colby. I think Colby would just be able to suffocate him a lot and uh, probably utilize some wrestling and, and just really maul Calvin. Calvin has a great wrestling background as well, but I do think Colby would end up getting that done. But, I mean, talking about Vicente and Gilbert, again, man, on the feet. Calvin is can compete with most guys, man. Uh I think he'd even have a chance of catching Gilbert. Vicente might be a different story. Dude is made of iron, Uh and he's very, very well-rounded, as far as Gilbert. I mean, these are – I don't know, man. These are great fights. Again, I think these are all competitive, whether he wins or loses them. Like, I don't think he gets smoked by any of these guys, with the exception of, like, Kamara Usman. I think Kamara Usman is – again, like Dale always says, until you give me a reason to doubt you, it's it's tough to pick against you. So – I mean, just my opinion, man. No, that's fair. I think so that we can draw a
1: conclusion, because you said it earlier, he's one in five in his last six fights. Yes. But, you know, he like you said, he's 29. He can make some tweaks, maybe try a different division, or even just keep cranking away at it. It's a tough, man. It's a tough, tough deal to be one in five. But even if he did make the move down or if he keeps fighting guys at the level that he is right now, he just seems like the guy that can be solid against anybody. 100%. Like, he's not going to get absolutely blown out. He might not even wow you himself, but he'll be in the fight the whole time, you know? Exactly.
0: Dude, the, again, I can't say enough. I think the only person I've seen really just dominate Calvin was Whitaker. Even Izzy didn't do it. You know? Weidman didn't do it. I, I Hermanson, again, caught him in a heel hook, but who knows what would happen in that fight if that didn't happen 60 seconds in. Yeah. Jacory, you know yeah, like, so, I, I, I know he doesn't want to hear it, man. I think he's got to go to 170. I don't, I don't think 185 is the continue of a of a push of a good choice. Whatever. I mean, I'm just a shit talker. Like I guess I we say. <clears throat> That's it, man. That's all you can be. Just own it. All right. So let's move in to the cannibal and raw dog, <laughs> aka alexandre Pantoja. Brandon Roy Val, Nate, start us off here, man.
1: Well, it was a tight, close fight going into it, man. I think it was minus 160 to plus 140 is what it closed at. So it seems like the odds makers and the fans on Tapology got it right. It was crazy from the beginning, but it did seem like Pantoja just grabbed the back and just stuck to him the whole time. They broke up a little bit in the first round, got some exchanges on the feet. You know, Roy Vallis throwing his crazy spinning stuff, but neither one of them really looked to be super effective. And then in the second round, just got the back again, slid the choke in. I don't know. I was expecting a little bit more, but it was exciting. But what do you think, man? Or
0: should should we take anything away from this fight? I really thought this was going to be like a war. I really thought this fight was going to be slightly more competitive than it was like you said, it was kind of like when when they ended up getting on the ground and they would scramble and Ventura would take the back. Roy just seemed he seemed kind of fucked, like you know, <laughs> to be honest with you. Like he, it was just like you know, he's dangerous spots early on and then dangerous spots till he got finished. Um, I believe Punchless said maybe we need to reevaluate our opinion on Roy Val. I, I would agree to that extent. I think Roy Val just has still has a lot to learn. I think he puts on very exciting fights and i think he's very awkward um you don't know when things are coming you don't know if there's a spinning elbow it's going to smash you in your temple um but i think he has still a bit to learn you know that performance to be honest with you from either of them i don't know if that beats moreno beats the champion brandon moreno which let's move into that man because uh they're trying to figure out the next contender and as I was telling you previous i don't think i've ever seen a situation like this so there's talks of a trilogy bout between Pantoja and Moreno. However, Pantoja beat Moreno twice. I don't think I've ever seen a situation occur in the UFC where someone has beaten someone twice and then the other person becomes a champ and then now it's almost like well, now they might have to fight again for a trilogy even though one person has won two bouts already. Usually trilogies don't that trilogies don't form unless one unless they split. Uh I mean Do you do it?
1: I don't know, man. I've been back and forth on this one, too, because I just keep thinking about my man, Asker Askarov. What do you do with him? Right. Because I'm pretty sure... Let me pull it up here. I think I got it. Asker Askarov beat Pantoja July of 2020, so just about a year ago.
0: That's what a lot of people are online are saying as well. They say that could be the next contender. I mean, they're... I think it's going to come down to whoever Moreno wants. I think whoever Moreno tells Dana White he's going to take, that's who he's going to take. I think that's who they'll give him because everyone's got their arguments. Um, what I don't agree with, you're going to hate this. Uh, oh, if, no. Co- if Cody Garbrandt beats uh, Kai Kara France, you cannot give Cody a title shot already. You can't. The dude is, I love Cody, big fan. Uh, he's one in four in his last five. And then if he goes down and beats Kai, then he's. That's still only another. That's only two wins, and they're not strung together. Um, right,
1: and you'd be you'd be hopping, Benavidez, Perez,
0: yeah,
1: Pantoja, we, and Asparov. Yeah, so I would feel I'd feel safe in that. I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think we have to worry about that. Yeah. But I could see it, man. It's fun. I could say go with Pantoja and. Antojin Moreno and then Asker Askarov. And then do we know if Davis and Figueredo is hanging around at 125? Is he going back up to 135? Do we have a not back up back? Is he going to 135? What's going on there?
0: So he hasn't said anything about going up. A lot of people feel he should. He cuts a lot of weight to make flyweight Um, but it would be weird because he might even be undersized at band weight. Um, but I. Believe he's trying to wait around to get a trilogy bout that, I don't think he's gonna get like, and there has been no signs or hints or notions or anything being like, Yeah, Davison, you're gonna get it. In fact, it's the complete opposite. Everyone's like, Dude, no, like,
1: yeah, that's what I was gonna of- say. It and keep going, but like, it feels like everyone doesn't care about a Figueredo Moreno trilogy at all.
0: Because in the first fight, there was a lot of people that thought Moreno won, and then the second fight happens, and Moreno dominated him from start to finish. So everyone's like, All right, we don't need to see this again right away like maybe down the line but that's this is not necessary and i agree with it like there's no there's plenty of other people for Davis to fight you know like i don't know and now i think it's going to be pantoja i think it's going to be pantoja in the weird situation because they're going to build up a storyline because moreno's gonna be like, i want to avenge this, these losses i'm the champ i do this shit. i don't know
1: yeah and, no uh, i mean like you said know. very unique very unique and i can get behind that
0: yeah so that's what I think they're going to end up doing. Um, All right, fair enough, man. Fair enough. Again, this is not a this is not usually a weekly subject that we just constantly just throw into the show, but it just continues to just reappear in the timeline. And I know people like to hear us talk about it. Uh, the weekly, daily Conor McGregor tweets. I mean, do you see these ones? I know you saw these.
1: Ones. <laughs> no, man, I did see them. <laughs> But I'm going to let you take over this yeah. segment. I'll chime in a little bit, but I'll just say my piece in the beginning. I get it. Counter McGregor, big draw. Yeah. But his tweets from the
0: couch, I don't care about. It's just like. So correct me if I'm wrong, but this all started because there was a clip posted up of Dustin Poirier in, in a podcast, and he's talking about how he got into like a fight, like way back in the day at some party because these dudes. So it sounded like they were harassing his girlfriend or something along those lines. And, um, he started fighting them. Other people joined in, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then Conor McGregor like quoted it. said like sounds about right. Like talking about, uh, uh, Jolie. I believe that's what started it. I believe that was the, 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 you know, the spark to the flame. Um, so then obviously Dustin responds and then Conor responds and then Conor starts puts this up. This is a major L to me. Look, I know Connor has money to blow. I know he has a bag. I know he has all that. Uh, This is a major L to me. He had something made of the time he like finished Dustin Poirier seven years ago, right? You know, it's a picture of him finishing Dustin. Yeah, um, Connor, that might have been cool again uh, seven years ago. Like you know, remember, remember when you were in high school and you wear your varsity jacket around? Everyone thought it was pretty sick because you were like on the football team. That was cool. Seven years ago in high school. So I don't know if he just completely forgot that he's fought Dustin twice since then. And one time Dustin put him out, and then another time Dustin was beating him up pretty significantly until his leg snapped, which Connor and his fans are going to hold on to that forever, which, whatever, sure, you can. Technically, you can because you don't know what would have happened in round two. But I can tell you what was looking like in round one. Not very good. Um, so again, I don't know, man. It, it, either it's very, very smart, because we're talking about it right now, right? Either it's a very smart way to stay in the limelight, the way to stay with all the attention on you. And if that is what it is, if that is what he's doing, I give you applause, I give you credit, because it's working. However, if that's not what you're doing, if you're simply doing this because you truly mean what you're saying, that you truly feel the need to say these things, I don't get over it like move on fourth fight do you care no I don't need to see do you need to see it
1: no I think that's what it boils down to for me I just there's no like end resolution that I could see coming out of this like I don't see a heroic you know oh Dustin Poirier I'm gonna beat his ass again that doesn't do anything for anybody oh Conor McGregor beats him the negative fight Again, right, you know, like because it's like one and a half to one. That's a good way to put him in, right? Part you can't give side. him the full two, maybe it's like
0: a 1.75 to one. No, dude, a thousand percent. That's a good way to put it. I haven't seen anybody put it like that. And that's exactly how it should be put. And the reason why, like, I just say, like, I don't care to see Dustin versus Connor for it because, like, you have a pretty strong feeling you know how the fight's going to go at this point. It's either Connor lands the left hand and knocks out Dustin, or he doesn't and he loses. It's I don't know how many times you have to see it like play out for you to understand that is going to be the narrative of every time they fight, but it, it it's just true. That's that's it. And to give Connor some praise now, because I know a lot of people think I just hate on him relentlessly, there's a lot of fun fights for Connor left. I mean, what's what like, dude, what's Jorge doing right now? What's Conor going to be doing in a few months? You can still make that fight.
1: Yeah, I want to chime in just uh, back up a few seconds here. I have received some messages saying strictly MMA. Is this a uh, anti-Conor uh, group that we're forming? Bullshit, you have not. Yeah, it's received two that said, hang on. Uh, it seems like there's a pretty negative Conor McGregor take lately. And I said, have you seen what's been going on? because
0: that should tell you enough dude. right like what am I supposed to say positive things about it like I'm like yeah <laughs> great job that's really yeah. good you got them Connor that's you- there's just
1: not a lot of positive things to say like there's no no positive things to say here
0: that's what I'm saying like even
1: <laughs> my hey, hands yeah. are tied I'm thinking <laughs> I'm trying to think of some way that we can say yeah well you know I can't i just it's just a lose lose just darker deeper hole of i don't care about what's going on
0: yeah man like dude and like i said like again i'm sure i'm not the biggest connor fan but there's still like i cannot say it enough plenty of fun fights for him left just forget about the dustin one man yeah bro let it, let it go let it go let it go just let it go Let Dustin go fight Charles sail off in the sunset. You got more money than Dustin, man. You've done a bunch of other stuff, but who cares? Just let him go close that chapter, open up a new one. You got Jorge. You got the Nate trilogy. All these things are going to continue to make a bag. All these things are going to put on entertainment. All these things are going to give you opportunity to be the man again. That's what he wants so desperately, right? He wants to be the man. He wants everybody to be like, it's fucking Connor. They already do that. Anyways, by the way, they already, they already do that. Um, but, like, dude, him and Jorge, sick fight. Him and Nate, sick fight. I mean, fuck it. You beat Nate, go feel free to call out Nick. Nick's back. Call out his brother. Be like, I'm going to fuck your brother up now, too, bitch. Okay, something like that. I don't know. Like, just, dude, just let it go, man. Let it go. Let Dustin do his thing. You do your thing. It is what it is. You got whiskey. He's got hot sauce. Like, I, I
1: feel know. like those fights you just named, too, are bigger bags
0: hundred percent
1: like i love dustin Poyer, but i think like from a show business standpoint and that's kind of where i think that's where conor mcgregor is at now it's like it's show business that's it is what it is
0: yeah
1: jorge is going to draw more nate's going to draw more
0: one thousand percent thousand percent both like dude could you imagine a jorge masvidal conor mcgregor press conference kind of like just do that just like I just do that yeah dude fuck it all three of them just fight at the same time like i these are huge bags man like we don't have to keep beating this dead horse but like yeah like just Just, it
1: it just it just seems obvious you know just it's so obvious the bigger bag there's a bigger bag out there the the more people want to see it like just do that please stop doing what you're
0: doing we don't care like I don't know if it was Chael Son or anything, but, like, they're literally, like, we're, like, pointing at Jorge's face. They're, like, there he is. Right there. And then if he beats Jorge, you can even argue. Yeah, see? I'm a top welterweight. Give me another top one Like, then you're in the mix again because you can just do whatever you want. You just, so, I don't know, man. Just, just let all the dust and shit go. Mm-hmm. All right, last segment. Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley. Yes, it's going down sunday um i gotta be honest with you i might catch a lot of hate for this man i'm excited for this i'm excited for this fight i
1: really am i i couldn't agree more man i'm like i said a little sad that it's not on thriller so we don't get all the craziness that comes with that tyron woodley jake paul you know it's gonna be fun it might not be the best thing you've ever seen but it's gonna be fun it's a fun sunday night
0: like I don't understand people just complaining so much about the media talking about it. Blah 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 blah. Dude, like this is a this is a really hard fight for Jake. I, I, again, like I'm not the biggest fan of Jake Paul. Obviously, I'm I'm with the MMA community. I'm with Tyron Woodley. I'm with the former champ. But like, dude, Jake Paul taking this fight. Like, are you taking a fight with Tyron Woodley? I'm not taking a fight with Tyron Woodley. I don't want to fight. I don't want to do that. Does anybody else want to do that? No. But Jake Paul right. wants to do it.
1: What? Let ahead. me stop you real quick. Do you agree that Jake Paul should be a minus 225 favorite? No, I saw
0: that. No, I do not. That's
1: you're thinking, you're thinking there's
0: some value to sprinkle in on Mr. Woodley at plus 175? 1,000%. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's easy money. Yeah. Take Woodley as the underdog. Are you fucking serious? Bet that money right now. Woodley has a phenomenal chance <laughs> of beating Jake Paul. I don't even know how Jake is a favorite. It would
1: have to be because, you know, he beat the highly skilled boxers of Ben Askren and Nate Robinson. I don't know. I think that Jake Paul at minus 225, I think it's it's a decent man. I mean, yeah, Woodley's great, but he's no boxer. But you, I can't tell if you're joking. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for a punchline. <laughs> so you're telling me with the utmost, uh, with the utmost confidence – Tyron Woodley's going to win this this boxing match?
0: Woodley is definitely winning this boxing match. As long, as long as he doesn't get in his own head, like we've seen him do before. Because I will give Jake Paul this credit. First of all, he's taking the sport very seriously. He has all the money in the world, so he can hire anybody he wants to make him the best boxer you possibly be. He's obsessed with the sport. He stopped partying, all that good noise. Okay. And uh, I forgot where I was going with this, but look. Oh, this is, this is the last part I talking about his confidence. We talk about how this sport is very mental, right? You got to really believe in yourself. This sounds very stupid, very simple, right? No. It's not. You have to really believe in yourself because if you go into the box ring, you go to the octagon and you don't truly believe you're going to beat the other person. You don't truly believe that you are as good as you feel you are. You're going to wake up and know that you weren't believing. Okay. Just moral of the story. It's true. And okay. Jake Paul believes he can beat Tyron Woodley. Now, Tyron Woodley needs to believe, I cannot reiterate enough, that he will beat Jake Paul because if he goes in there and he acts very defensive and doesn't throw, he will be in trouble. Not because Jake Paul is the greatest boxer in the world, but he is a big kid. He's very athletic, and he does hit very hard. Again, I know people hate to hear it, but it is true. Can't play boxing. Um, both of them know that, though. So if Woodley comes in, like the Vicente fight, guns blazing, real hot, putting the pressure on Jake Paul, making him feel the power, we haven't seen Jake Paul deal with adversity like that. So, I mean, what are you thinking over there?
1: Oh, man. I mean, they're fighting at 190 pounds. What do we think Woodley's walking around at? Do we have any idea? 190, 200. You think that's just what he is? I bet you he is, yeah. I bet he's okay. 190. Okay. Do we know how many rounds this fight is? Do we think that matters? Do we think? Eight, I believe. Like, do you think Woodley's going to put him out? Do you think it's going to be a decision? The over-under's at three and a half, the over being the underdog. I think it's going to be inside three and a half. I, I'm, it's tough for me to make predictions on here, man. So I'm really leaning on, on you with this because I think there's a lot going on more than just maybe pure skill. Show business, man. Show business. Something is going on. They're there to make a show happen. Clearly, as you saw in the Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather fight,
0: so you, what, are you hinting at you feel they're throwing Woodley a bag to throw this?
1: Uh, m- maybe. Maybe not. Maybe there's something else going on. I'm thinking I lost all hope, man. I lost all hope when I saw Floyd Mayweather not knock out Logan Paul. Every, every one of these went out the window for me. So do I think that there's money to be made? Yes. But in the same way that I think that there you can make a bet on WWE. You're betting on something someone's controlling. I do not genuinely think that Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley are going out there and they're going to have a true match of boxing and there's going to be a winner chosen. I'm thinking like Woodley, maybe Woodley, did he say he was going to like tackle him? He's going to be like, maybe he's going to get DQ'd. Jake walks away with the win. Tyron Woodley doesn't get knocked out by Jake Paul. Everybody wins. So you're really thinking over there. Yeah, everyone's still got the bag. On to
0: the next one. I will give you this. I don't. I don't know if if Woodley if you could pay him enough to throw a fight to this magnitude because he understands the consequences if he loses. Yeah, but this it's fight. not a fight, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like it's one thing if it's like a
1: professional sport and.
0: No, this, this is a professional a pro, this boxing this match. Pro, this is a pro boxing belt. It's right, pro. All right. All right so then
1: that, that tweaks it. You know, I thought maybe this was just for fun. I didn't really recognize this is the bro. Yeah. reality
0: of it um they recognize it as a pro record um i will give you this i think showtime and everybody invested in jake paul does have a very strong understanding there is no room for error there's no room for loss in this like could he come back and still sell stuff the way he's going to sell stuff if he loses the woodley sure he probably could however does it make it that much of a bigger bag if he goes out there and starches tyron Woodley, 1000 um i mean he if he goes out there and starches tyron willie i can't even fathom the shit he is going to talk when he gets that microphone in his hands i cannot even fathom right do you
1: because uh, i think once he loses a lot of the hype and well obviously a lot of the hype goes away but like i who cares then you know right I think it's only crazy because it's like oh I'm undefeated I'm going I'm beating him I'm beating him I'm trolling this trolling that second someone catches up with him and knocks him
0: knocks him off uh, are people really going to care about Jake Paul I don't know these are all good questions man and we'll find out on Sunday like I don't have a lot more to say about it like again it's it's one of those things where you know a lot but you don't know a lot like you understand the magnitude of going into this fight but we still don't really know. Like, we don't know how good of a boxer Tyron Willie is. We know how he fought in mixed martial arts. He had very, very powerful quick hands. But, like, again, boxing is same animal, different beast. Is that the expression? Um, something like that. But, and then with Jake Paul, like, we don't know how good Jake Paul is really at boxing. Because, I mean, he beat up Nate Robinson and he beat up Ben Askren. Um, and then he beat up that other YouTube kid, whatever his name was, Migs or Moogs or. You whatever. Couldn't even <laughs> whatever. tell whatever. Whatever it is. No respect to the kid. I just don't, I just don't know him. Um, so we don't know. Again, we've never seen him under adversity. We've never seen him get hit. We have no idea how he reacts to getting rocked. You see some guys get rocked and they crumble. They don't know what to do. Then you see guys like Calvin Gaslam who gets sat down like a sack of potatoes, gets right back up like nothing even happened. These are all good questions that need answers. And I think we'll get them on Sunday. One can only hope, man. I mean, that's all I got, man. You got anything to wrap up over there?
1: No, no. I think that uh, there's some good bets to make for this weekend. But I'll talk to you about that a little later, man, because I haven't gotten it all ironed out yet. So
0: congrats on the money over the weekend. You, know, you made that.
1: Uh, on Bellator. I'm weeks in a row on Bellator. Let's go. So next time that card comes around, I'm jumping on there early. Because a little sneak peek, man. Bellator. Odds are crazy. You're getting guys with minus 800, minus 600. But they're knocking dudes out in the first round. Like, it's bad. It's like, I forget who Harry Hunsucker fought. The last time Harry Hunsucker fought. I remember that. But you're getting like one or two of those a card over there on Bellator. So if you can watch when the odds first come out and find the dude that's like minus 300 or minus 400, bet on him. There it is. Because it's going to be minus 900 by the end of the week. And if there's ever a late addition in Bellator, same thing. Bet on a first-round knockout the other way. Because these dudes are coming off the couch. So that is the key, huh? Not in a bad way either. Like, Bellator, like, they're getting there, man. They've got their young talent coming up, like, you know, Gallagher, Patchy Mix, and uh, Quealy, and uh, who's the oh, other it's guy? Oh, again. yeah yeah, they're going to Dublin Patricio like uh, they're doing their thing over there I'm not hating on Bellator I just think that the opportunities are there because they're less lesser well known and you can kind of exploit those spreads a little bit if you get them in time
0: no I get what you're saying too it's just a big part of how Bellator runs you know like they accept like the UFC you're really going to see guys like 2-0 you know stepping in the UFC But Bellator is like yeah come one come all baby sometimes sometimes they'll be like 2-0 versus 37-1 let's Mm -hmm. do it like you know sometimes that just happens but Again, they're doing their thing. I love Bellator. And that's oh, it, man. That's all
1: That's all I got.
0: All right, brother. Good episode. Good stuff. A lot of fun fights this week. I think PFL was this weekend as well. Fairly so. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. PFL, UFC, Woodley, Paul going down. I'm excited for it all, man. I will see you guys later on in the week. Thanks for listening.